welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Okay, well, I, I am going to talk about um, healing, but I'll probably get into that next time. But that is one of my kind of main topics that I teach on. Um, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of my story. I'm sure you've picked up some some parts of it already, but just so that you know where I am coming from and what the journey is that I've taken to get to this point, and the journey continues. So I, the interesting thing about teaching is you can only teach from the point that you're at, and um, that can change. So I, uh, so I'll just tell you my story, and then you know, you know where I'm coming from. So I was uh, always going to be a doctor from when I was quite small. So if you ask me what I was going to do, I was going to be a doctor, and I never really considered doing anything else because I was going to be a doctor, and that kind of was the end of that. Um, and that was a good thing. I was really happy with that. And I come from a family that was really for education. So I got a good education and was really encouraged with education, which meant that it was um, possible for me to get the grades to go to medical school. And so I went to medical school in Manchester. And um, in my time as a student at university, I went to a, another big church down near the university and it was a charismatic church. It was the first time that I'd got involved in things of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I didn't really get involved in them at first. I thought, I thought most people were a bit mad who were involved in the things of the Holy Spirit. So I used to just watch them from a distance and think they were a bit strange. Um, but anyway, after a few years of being involved in that church, I was also baptised in the Spirit. And I lived in this kind of belief system, which I would think most of the church believes in. And um, that belief system says something like, um, God gave us doctors for healing. And therefore, if I am a doctor, I am doing God's work, just naturally doing God's work because I'm a doctor and God gave us doctors for healing. And um, I'm not sure whether you agree with that statement or don't agree with that statement, but that was just the world that I lived in. Therefore, I kind of felt that I'd got this kind of holy calling to be a doctor and somehow being a doctor was part of of doing God's work on earth and um, that's what I thought. So um, I was pretty successful in my uh, career. Um, I trained to do quite a number of things. So I, I really felt like I had the favor of God on my life and I'm, I may well have had the favor of God in my life. I'm, I'm not saying it was or it wasn't, but I was really quite, um, when I applied for a job, I got it. When I took an exam, I passed it. I just lived that kind of a life that it was, uh, I, I worked hard, but it was 
it, it was never really very difficult to succeed in what I wanted to do. And I, I really felt that that was the, you know, I really felt that God helped me along the way. And I think he did help me along the way. Um, but it never, I never once questioned anything about the medical system at all. It, it was never a part of my life to question the medical system. Um, I just completely believed it. And I believed that it was God's system. I believed that it was his gift to mankind that we could have healing by this system of medicine. So um, I, I, I always thought I'd be a missionary doctor. So I, I did some surgery and then I did some gynecology and then I learned how to deliver a baby and um, I eventually got qualified in both surgery and in gynecology so I had a dual qualification I was I was kind of overqualified for what I did and then I wanted to actually I wanted to be a missionary doctor I wanted to go and work overseas somewhere but I never got the opportunity and every time I asked God if I could go it always seemed like there was no door open and just never seemed to happen so I just continued with my career and uh, eventually I started doing this speciality which is dealing with gynae cancer so gynae is women's uh, medicine for women and it was dealing with women's cancers and that's a really highly specialized job in the UK it probably is everywhere now but you have to do a research degree so I got a research degree and you have to specialize train so I got a specialist training and finally after about um, 16 or 17 years I had got to the end of all of this kind of training and finally got a job at Withenshaw Hospital and um, it was a perfect job for me that's why I it was just up the road from the house so I moved to that house and um, it was um, I, if I wanted to I could walk to work got this great house great job perfect job there and at the Christie Hospital which is the cancer hospital perfect it was just really perfect and um, so I was um, I mean, I was quite happy doing that, and I was quite—I really enjoyed. I enjoyed my job. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed operating. I enjoyed the surgery. I enjoyed people. I enjoyed looking after them. I enjoyed getting people better. Um, so I was really quite happy in in one respect. Um, there were a couple of things though that um, I that happened. One was I really struggled with healing. And this, this, of course, is my journey. There's loads of doctors who never struggle with healing. But personally, I really struggled with healing. And I'd got to the point in my life where I was thinking, you know, God, those people who want to do healing, I've got no problem with them. They can get on and do it. So all those people who want to pray for the sick, perfect. Let them get along and do it. But personally, I just can't do it. I just have got no faith for it. That's what I said at the time. I just got no faith for it. Honestly, God, I think people are better off with me than they are with you because you don't really heal people and I do. So that was my approach with God, if I'm just being honest. Um, I, I was really scared to pray for people because I thought God isn't going to heal them. He just isn't going to heal them because my experience says 
God doesn't heal people. Of course, God heals people in Africa or somewhere over there because I, that's a long way away and it's nothing to do with us here. So there are miracles in some places, but that's probably because they haven't got doctors, so God has to do it. Whereas if God doesn't have to do it, he's not going to do it. So I, I did struggle with healing. I didn't believe God healed. I didn't think healing had anything to do with me. I would rather get on with my medicine and leave the healing to people of faith or somebody else who could who could do it. So that was my kind of approach with God. And I, I'd, I'd got this kind of agreement with God of, you know, you leave me alone and I'll leave you alone when it comes to healing. And um, so I, I did struggle a bit with healing. I admired people who could pray for the sick. And personally for myself, I wouldn't really ever go to the doctor. Um, personally, I would believe that I wasn't going to get sick, and if I did, I would not go to the doctor. Um, but for other people, and certainly I never prayed for my patients. I mean, I just felt embarrassed because I think, well, I don't believe God will do it, so I don't really want to raise your hope and pray for you because I think it's better that I do it rather than that God does it. So that was one kind of issue that was going on. And then the other thing that was going on is I still really wanted to be a missionary doctor. So I was still involved in overseas work and did quite a lot of mission trips and I was involved in this prayer organization and we did different conferences and by that time, I was telling you the other day, but by that time I was on the board of directors of this mission, of this mission prayer organization. And so we had to, I had to, be a part of the conferences. So we usually did one conference a year overseas somewhere. So I went to this um, conference in India and um, it was a great conference. I met quite a lot of interesting people. And um, there was this speaker who was speaking and I really didn't enjoy her speaking. And she basically was speaking about all these miracles that occurred in their ministry. And um, she seemed to have a bit of a bad attitude about doctors. That's what, that was what my opinion was. So she was um, saying things like, God didn't give us doctors for healing. And I'm standing there thinking, excuse me, but I think he did. I'm one of them. And... Um, she said she she had this whole list of testimonies and as a doctor or the type of doctor that i was i was quite cynical which means i was i would stand there and say prove it you absolutely have to prove it to me so you could say well i fell down and i'm sure my ankle was broken and i prayed and I got up and it was fine. And I would think, well, that's not a miracle because you didn't actually ever break your ankle. I want proof you broke it and I want proof that it was miraculously healed. So I was not interested in any of these kind of weak testimonies of people getting healed that I didn't think ever got healed. So I, I knew God could heal, but I really was waiting to be impressed. I was waiting for a real true miracle. And she had quite a lot of stories and I thought, those sound like really true miracles to me. Uh, I began to get quite interested. And um, so 
she she had all these stories and and I thought well she's just from Malaysia that's one of those countries that's miles away that they see miracles and that doesn't happen in in the West and she's seeing people healed when she's prayed for demons to come out of them but we don't have demons here in the West so that's just a problem that they have over there because of their idolatry or whatever it is so that was what I thought and so I was quite upset by this lady because she didn't like doctors and she wasn't you see when you're a doctor in church everybody's impressed with you because get a free consultation get free advice people like to associate with doctors generally they think you're successful so I was used to being in a church and people thinking I was great because I was a doctor and then I met this pastor who didn't think I was great because I was a doctor and I was quite offended by her because I just thought she doesn't she doesn't understand she's she's obviously very simple and just doesn't understand how great medicine is and how great doctors are and so I wasn't very impressed with her and so um, that was that the next year we are having our meeting planning the next conference and turns out that the next conference is going to be in Malaysia and this lady pastor is going to help us to host the conference so I'm already thinking oh, oh no this lady doesn't really like me because I'm a doctor and here we are doing a conference in her country with her and um, I just wasn't really looking forward to it and I was given the task of teaching at this conference on um, winning the nations through medicine something like that so medical mission medical mission basically to win the nations now the truth is at that time is number one I'd never spoken at a conference ever in my life so I didn't want to do it I, I wasn't I didn't know how to speak I, I didn't I I can't say I'd never preached I think I'd preached once but it was not really great I didn't know how to do it I didn't really know my Bible and I was absolutely terrified at speaking at this conference but the leader of the organization was trying to encourage me to step out and do greater things so um, I was kind of okay because there was another doctor on the board and she was a well still is a lovely doctor very good at speaking very charismatic and I just thought this is great she can do the talking I will just stand around in the background and do nothing so this was our kind of project to speak on medical mission so the other doctor then decided she wasn't coming to the conference so I was left with this talk to do on medical mission and then I was given this instruction that had come from from Malaysia that I was requested not to promote medicine not to use the platform to promote the practice of medicine so as a as a board of directors we decided we were going to ignore this because we were going to promote medicine and I was going to give this talk on medical mission to win the lost so I had this really awful time because I didn't want to give the talk I already felt undermined because of this kind of directive that we shouldn't speak on medicine I had no, 
almost no experience of medical mission. So I had no, no real authority to talk on it. And deep down in my heart, I knew that what happens is, as a doctor, you go on holiday somewhere to a nice place, you do a bit of medicine, and you come back to the church with all these amazing photographs of, you know, amazing things that you did, and you put it all on the board, and, um, you know, you tell people what an amazing doctor you are because you spent your holiday doing a medical mission, and um, everybody thinks you're even greater than you were, and, um, and you just kind of glory in the fact that you did a medical mission. My experience of medical mission was one mission, okay? I had a fantastic time. From point of view of ticking my boxes of what I enjoy doing, absolutely perfect. We were out in the middle of Nepal, nothing there. The, we saw a thousand women over one week, so it's exciting, right? You have women queuing overnight in the, in the field to see me. It was it's really exciting. And um, we, we, we did operations, four of us in a line, uh, which is exciting because you, you throw away all of the rules of everything and you just do courageous, exciting medicine. And we did all these operations. So we operated on 100 women in a week in a tent. Really exciting, great medicine. I got loads of experience. I felt great about myself. All of these women got better in that their physical problem was solved and their social problem was solved because in that culture, women who bled had to sleep in the cow shed. So if they had any gyne problem that caused them to bleed, they were living in the cow shed because they were unclean and couldn't live in the house. So we did a lot of good, okay? We did a lot of good, and I'm not saying that it wasn't good. At the end of the day, we didn't preach the gospel. We didn't set anybody free. We didn't, nobody was saved. We didn't pray for anybody. We might have prayed at the beginning of the day that everything went well, but it's almost like it was a counterfeit. It was good. There's nothing bad about it in that sense, but it almost felt like it's missing the point. It's kind of, it's a good thing. And, and you know what? The Buddhists could do that just as well as we could, and the Muslims could do it, and the unbelievers could do that just as well as we did it. Just because we were Christian doctors doing it didn't actually make it Christian. So I just felt this kind of unease about it because I, I didn't have enough experience. So what do you do? You go to the Bible, right? Let's find some Bible verses to, to promote my talk on medical mission because I know you're all going to think I'm great because I'm a doctor who's done medical mission. And, um, you know, there are some amazing medical missions in the world who do preach the gospel. And you look at, um, you know, like China Inland Mission and all those stories of the historical missions. It was, it was through doctors many of a time who went in, but they also preached the gospel. And all I'm saying is, from my experience, the medicine was so overwhelming, we didn't preach the gospel. Because we were too busy doing the medicine and not really doing any of the gospel. So when you come to the Bible to find verses to justify that we should go into the world and practice medicine to win the lost, it's really tricky because it's not there. And I'm not saying it's not a good thing, 
what I'm saying is I'm not sure that it is a I, I, I began to question is it a God thing it's a good thing and God can certainly use it but was that God's intention what was that on God's heart that rather than go into the world and preach the gospel we would go into the world and preach modern medicine and or practice modern medicine so I came to the Bible and thought I'm sure there'll be ways that I can talk because this is a prayer conference every speaker is going to get up and give all the scriptures to justify why you should do whatever and when you look at the Bible the Bible doesn't really say very much about medicine and the practice of medicine it does say some things and it's usually not good what it says okay um, but it really doesn't doesn't really promote the use of medicine for healing as a means of getting people saved okay that's all I'm saying so I was really stuck because I, I thought I can't just promote myself having had a really nice holiday in Nepal doing what I love doing I can't find any Bible verses that says go into the world and practice medicine um, and I'm really stuck I just don't really know I don't know what to do about this talk. So anyway, long and short of it is I didn't give the talk because I managed to get out of giving the talk. And we discussed a number of things. So you can say, oh, Luke was a doctor. Luke was a doctor. He was the beloved physician. Uh, he's referred to as the beloved physician. But there's no account in the Bible of Luke practicing his medicine. Um, he was a scribe. He wrote Acts and his own book Luke, he travelled with Paul. There's no evidence really from any account. I'm not saying he did or he didn't, but what I'm saying is it's not documented that Luke practised his medicine. Um, if you look back at the history of what the medicine was in those days, it, it was um, based on the worship of a, of a Greek god, so it was a kind of temple type of healing kind of worship not going to go into that. If you want to know about it, I'm happy to talk to you about that. Um, Hippocrates, who is the father of modern medicine, was BC, so he was around around the time of Isaiah. So he had started the first medical school. So we're talking about, you know, at least 400 or so years after the beginning of the first medical school. So there was some established practice of, of medicine by the time Jesus was, was on earth. So I'm just looking at what scriptures can you justify the whole idea of, of using medicine as, a, as God's type kind of healing. Luke was a doctor, yeah. The Good Samaritan got oil and vinegar put on his wounds, yes. Slightly weak to get a whole conference sermon on that. Um, Jesus does say... Um, when the Pharisees are, are talking to him, he says, I didn't, you know, that the, the well don't need a physician. I only, you know, it's only the sick that need a physician. So he did refer to himself as, uh, as a physician as to making well, that, that he was only needed for those who, who needed him. What he's referring to is the Pharisees were living in their own self-righteousness, so they didn't need the grace of God. They were depending on their own self-righteousness. And what he's saying is, I've come for those who are sick. I've come for those who basically have given up any hope of justifying themselves through the law. Um, so there is that little mention. Um, 
there's not much else, honestly. There's a few bad things about doctor, but doctors, but um, there's really not much else. Proverbs says laughter is good medicine. Laughter is, is good medicine for the soul. Um, you can say, well, this book was written before medicine came into being. It, it, some of it, yes, but you know that's not really a reasonable. Certainly before modern medicine, it doesn't talk about modern medicine. But so I was, I was in this place. Okay, I'm trying to explain the place that was that I was at when I went to Malaysia to this conference. And um, I didn't give my talk. I talked about workplace ministry or something. It was very bad. I, I, well, it was bad. Anyway, um, anyway, what I'm trying to explain to you is I wasn't really in a particularly great place. In that I felt a bit of a failure because I couldn't give this talk, and these people didn't like me because I was a doctor. And, you know, it was all this stuff going on. I, I wasn't really sure about the validity of my own heart when it came to medical mission, because basically I just wanted to be a hero. I just wanted to do exciting stuff in exciting places and be a bit of a hero. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But deep down in my heart, I thought, I don't believe that's the gospel. I don't really believe that's good news. It's great for people to get their operation done and preferably get it done for free and yes it will definitely help them and yes there is good in that but is that what the good news is is that really what it's about so anyway that's just where I was at that time so I sit in in this a conference in Malaysia and listen to this Malaysian pastor preach again this time she's got the people with her who have been healed so she's got this guy who um suddenly had this terrible heart condition as a young man. His heart valves have been destroyed from a condition called bacterial endocarditis, so it's an infection of the heart valve. So the infection destroys the heart valve, so you basically die of either having a stroke because the bits of the valve fly off into your bloodstream and block parts of your uh, blood system, um, or you get heart failure and die because the heart can't pump blood anymore. So there he is, and um, he, he, he at that time was not choosing to go to the hospital. So he got sick, didn't know what the problem was. A relative found him, took him to the doctor because he needed a certificate for work. And when the doctor saw him, saw how bad he was, he admitted him to hospital. The guy didn't want to go to hospital, but he ended up being taken to hospital. By the time he got to hospital, he was already in a coma, so he couldn't make any decisions anymore. And the, because, of, because of this particular family's belief, they didn't want to have medical treatment for sickness, okay? That was their choice. So they, uh, the wife then refused any surgical treatment. I think he had some antibiotics, but the antibiotics hadn't worked. It hadn't brought his temperature down. So they refused surgical treatment. The doctors in Australia, this is in Australia, took, him to, took them to court because they were refusing medical treatment. The court ruled in favour of the family, so allowed the family to take the husband out of hospital, which is already quite a miracle. And um, they took him home. By this time he was conscious, but really sick. 
And basically over the next few days he got better and they've got photographic evidence, which is good for me as a doctor. They've got evidence and you can see him, he's sitting in the chair looking like he's about to die. And within a few days they got the elders of the church to pray for him. They um, just believed he was well and he was well. I, I know the guy, he's a friend of mine. He's never been to the doctor ever since. He's never got a checkup, scan or anything. He's well. He's had another kid. They're off. They're, he's absolutely fine. And in fact, he never gets sick, which I think is one of the really interesting things. Somehow when God, when you receive God's healing, I think it kind of enables you to just remain in health. I was really impressed with that testimony. I was impressed at meeting the guy. And I was impressed that somebody would choose to believe God so much that they would take this guy out of hospital. I know if I was the doctor at that time, I'd have been persuading them to stay in the hospital and to have treatment. When I was a doctor, I did that. I persuaded somebody who wanted to trust God for their healing to have treatment. I did that because that's what I thought was the best thing to do. But here it was, this family who seemed to believe that God would heal and God healed. And it was exciting and I was really impressed. And there was another guy there who, um, was had been a politician in Malaysia and he had been the Minister of Health and he couldn't get healed. Uh, he'd got this condition that none of the doctors in the country could heal and eventually he'd come to this ministry for healing. They'd prayed for him and he got healed. And it's like, wow, um, this is impressing me because to get healed from conditions that the doctors can't heal is really impressing me. So I was quite impressed by these testimonies of healing. And, and really, if I was honest, that is the Christian life I really wanted to live. I, I really want to be able to pray for the sick and the sick recover. That's exciting, right? That's, that's the God we believe that we serve. That's what Jesus did. That's who we believe Jesus is. And, and, and it's so frustrating not seeing it. And suddenly, here's somebody who's, who is seeing it. So I think I want to hear what you have to say because I'm not seeing it. And I really want to know what it is that you are seeing that is enabling you to heal the sick. So this was the message that she taught that day. And it comes from Matthew 10. And God really spoke to me at the time through these scriptures, which I'm sure I had known before, but I hadn't really known them. And um, so Matthew 9 and a number of other places, it says, so Matthew 9.35 says, When Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So he preached the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. His message was, the kingdom of God is at hand, it's here. The kingdom of God is about the rule and reign of God, and the rule and reign of God is about salvation. It's about forgiveness, healing, wholeness, fullness, freedom, no longer, you know, it's tree of the tree, tree of life, not the tree of um, knowledge of good and evil. That's what the kingdom is about. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So that's what Jesus did. He healed every sickness and every disease. He didn't heal difficult sicknesses. He didn't heal easy sicknesses. He didn't heal sicknesses that the doctors couldn't heal. He didn't heal sickness if the doctor wasn't there. He didn't heal sickness, etc., etc. He healed every kind of sickness and every kind of disease among the people. So that's what Jesus did. <laughs> so.
so and he says when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion for them so it's out of the heart of God that he did it so God's heart for the people was healing okay and then we get into Matthew 10 and it says and when he had called his 12 disciples to him so Jesus called these 12 men to, to him and he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease so this power that Jesus had he then gave his disciples and the power that he gave them was to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease not the difficult ones not the ones that people believed he could heal not you know not the incurable ones not the curable ones it's all not the genetic ones not the inherited ones not not anything all it just says all and i thought hmm all it's quite interesting when it says all so he gave them this power and then he sends them out and he sent the 12 out and he said go to the israelites and he says in verse 7 as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand this is what he commanded them to do heal the sick cleanse the leper raise the dead cast out demons freely you have received freely give and if you know the story um they went out and did it and um they were amazed at the authority that they had to do it and you can kind of argue in your head oh well that was just the 12 they were special they were with jesus well if you want to look late, later on in luke 10 it says he sent out 70 more so it wasn't just the 12 who were with him him it was the 70 more and then if you look in acts basically it carried on in acts it, it continued this giving out of power and after the baptism in the spirit those that were full of faith healed the sick so as as she was kind of sharing on these scriptures i, I really felt god say to me um how are you doing as my disciple now remember what we teach what we taught in the prophetic week is we hear god according to our our filter at that time okay so this is how i heard god at this at that time okay so i felt god saying to me how are you doing as my disciple and i what i my response to god was um pretty good actually uh, i got this degree and that degree and another degree and i've got a great job in a great hospital i'm doing the best being the best doctor that i can be for you because i'm actually doing your job of healing for you and um, I'm on the board of directors of this Christian organization and I really want to do medical mission and I go to house group and I go to the prayer meetings and I go to church every Sunday and um, and I just felt like God said but how are you doing as my disciple like, oh God didn't hear me the first time around so maybe I better tell him how great I am as his disciple and um, so, well, God, I'm pretty good, actually. I go to church every Sunday and I go to house group and I'm involved in this prayer ministry and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I can give you my, as a doctor, you're quite capable of telling people how good you are because you've got this whole piece of paper that tells people how good you are. And then I really felt him say again to me, but how are you doing as my disciple? I'm like, what does he mean? And kind of listened to what this kind of verse was saying and it says you know he gave his disciples power to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease 
and he sent them out to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out demons. And I thought, hmm, if that's, if that's what it is, being a disciple, I'm not sure that I'm doing very well, because I'm not healing the sick. Um, we can talk for a long time about whether doctors heal the sick, but doctors don't heal the sick. They treat conditions, they can make things better, um, they can make things worse, um, but doctors don't heal the sick, they manage sickness, so they, uh, they can give you medication that stops the sickness killing you, but it doesn't get rid of the sickness. They can chop parts of your body out, which means that you don't have that part of the body to give you a problem anymore, but it didn't really heal the sickness, it just chopped it out. Um, so there's very little healing that happens in medicine and, and, and as much as doctors do try and look at the cause of sickness, often they never deal with the cause of sickness either, so you never really get real healing, you just deal with the end point of the problem rather than the causal point of the problem. So healing the sick, even as a doctor I had to say, mm, not really, not, not, not really doing very well there. Cleansing the lepers, no I didn't do that didn't raise the dead and definitely didn't cast out demons because I didn't believe we had them in in the West. Um, so it wasn't a terrible thing. You know when God speaks to you, he's, he wasn't telling me off. He was just saying, have you got the point here? Do, do you understand what it, what it is that you've been given? And it's like, it's almost this understanding, I've been given this amazing power to heal the sick and cleanse the leper and cast out demons and raise the dead. And I'm saying, thanks ever so much, God, I'm going to be a doctor. And there's nothing wrong with that. God wasn't, God wasn't rebuking me for being a doctor, okay, at all. But it's almost like you think, God, I had this kind of picture. What would it be like if God had a plan? And the plan of God was that those who believe would heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out demons and raise the dead. What if that's what he had intended all along? That, um, that Mark, Mark 16 was, was what he, he had planned all along. That these signs will follow those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. What if God's plan for us, those of us who believe, was that we laid hands on the sick and they recover? It had never occurred to me before that maybe that's what God had intended for our healing. And I, I was really challenged by that. And um, I just think there's these moments in our life where God speaks to us and challenges us. He didn't say to me, it's terrible that you've been doing medicine for years. He didn't say to me, that wasn't my will. He didn't say anything. He just challenged me along this issue of what if it's another way? What if God gave us power to heal the sick? And to be honest, which would you rather have? Would you rather have six years training and another 12 years studying and passing exams in order to cut bits of people's body out and sometimes they get better and sometimes they don't? Or power to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Which one? Exactly. It's not a choice really. It's power to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And I'm making it really simplistic, but it just, I just got kind of excited about the thought of, well, here's somebody that I 
see who seems to be doing it. And what if our problem here in the West is we're just not doing it? So it's not that God isn't healing the sick, it's just we're not healing the sick. Because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, and I, I personally think the biggest reason is because we believe in medicine. And there's nothing wrong with believing in medicine, okay? There's, there's nothing inherently wrong in that. I'm, I'm not saying anything about that. But what I'm saying is, I spent far much more of my life training to treat the sick through medicine than I ever did training to heal the sick through laying on of hands. I put zero effort into that and a massive amount of effort into the whole system of healing through medicine. And I think I began to realize that maybe as a church we had lost something of healing. And I began to believe that God had given the church, that's all of us who believe, the power to heal the sick. And somehow, somewhere along the line, for whatever reason, we had given over that power to the doctor. And rather than as a set of believers, we took that power and healed the sick, that had kind of been lost in the church. And I, I, that, that is where I st would stand at the moment in that I think we've lost it. And I think we've lost it for various reasons. But I really believe that as a, as a church, that means the whole body of believers, God gave us the mandate to heal and to heal the sick. And the way he gave us to do that was to lay hands on the sick and they would recover because that's what Jesus did. And we were to do greater works. So that was my challenge. And I believe at that time, I'm cutting out all the bits of the story, but I believe at that time God gave me the opportunity. It was an offer. And he kind of offered me and he said, you know, you can continue in what you're doing. And he would have loved me just as much. He would have blessed me just as much. Um, I would have carried on living the life that I was living and that would have been great. But I just think God challenged me to choose another way and to, to just step out of that and just look again at healing, look again at what did God say about healing, what did he intend about healing, what did he given us for healing, what, what would life look like, like if those of us who believe lay hands on the sick and they recovered. And, and I still find that quite, quite exciting. What would the world look like if those of us who believe lay hands on the sick and they recover? It's in the Bible. It's in the Word. So I'm still quite challenged by that. Um, so um, I basically got on the plane to go come home and I was sitting on the plane thinking, God, I think you've just challenged me to stop practicing medicine. That was not on my agenda. That was, I've just got, I've just got a consultant job, you know. i am got a great job here and I've just established myself in this job. I've been doing it for 18 months. Things are working out really well. I think you've just challenged me to stop doing it. And I had this massive ding-dong, ding-dong in my head of, God, it wasn't... You didn't say that, did you? And yet, deep inside, I knew that I'd had this challenge. God didn't say to me, thou shalt stop doing medicine. It wasn't like that. It was a, it was a challenge. It was a what if. 
what if life can look different to how it looks now? What if we haven't quite understood what, what, what we've been given in healing? So um, I was sitting on the plane thinking, one thing I knew is I, I really had to make a decision because I absolutely loved my job. And I knew that if I went back into work, then I would just look back at that two weeks in Malaysia and I would just think, oh, that was great. I had an encounter with God. God spoke to me, but oh, thank goodness I didn't do anything radical and thank goodness I didn't do anything silly. That was just the high of having a religious experience, but now I'm going to get back to my job. And I knew that if I didn't really make a decision on what God had said, then I, I, I would miss that opportunity. That's all it would be. And I was on the plane and I was thinking about these prophetic words that had come and just got reminded. And, you know, I just mentioned a few last week. Whatever you're doing now, don't, don't set your, uh, f your hope in it forever because God has something different for you. So I reminded of that. There was this other little phrase that said, there's going to be a suddenly in your life and everything will change. And I'm sitting thinking, this seems like a suddenly to me and everything will change. Um, something like, in 18 months you won't recognize the person that you are. And I'm thinking, yes. So there was a number of these prophetic words that just added into the mix. I was pretty sure God had spoken to me. These prophetic words were coming into my mind. Um, so I came home, I spoke to Andy and Sharon, and I just said to them, I can't explain this, but I really, I really believe God is saying not to practice medicine anymore. And Sharon, surprisingly to me, said, I agree with you. And I was like, what? Because the last thing you think that your pastor is going to, going to say is, I agree with you, don't practice medicine. I didn't know because she'd never told me, but one year earlier, God had said to her, Rebecca won't practice medicine for much longer, or you have to ask her what he said, but basically, she'd, he, God had told her that I wouldn't be practicing medicine. She'd never told me that. Um, that was one of those kind of words of, words of uh, knowledge or words of wisdom that she'd kept to herself. But when I then went to her and said, I, I really think God is saying I'm not, you know, not to practice medicine anymore, she said, I agree. So it just helped. There were all these little things that helped me. So basically I resigned from my job and um, had this really, um, oh, it was a terrible time, really terrible time of just feeling so bad about the responsibility of all my patients and all this training I'd had and what was I going to do, how was I going to live, how was I going to make my money, how was I going to pay my mortgage, how, what, what was my dad going to say. Um, everything everybody was against me at work nobody thought it was a good idea so it was a really difficult time but anyway I worked for the time of my notice and I decided to go to Malaysia because I really didn't know what to do I, I know that I'd been challenged and I knew this ministry in Malaysia was um, seeing healing and trusting God for healing and so I went out there just to really to learn what they had learned about healing and um, it wasn't really my intention to stay for seven and a half years, but I did stay for seven and a half years. And um, there's, you know, there's, there's, it's a real mix that seven and a half years. But the good things about that seven and a half years were, I read the Bible. 
and I'd never read the Bible before. I studied the Bible such that I became convinced about what the grace of God was. I became convinced about what God had done for us on the cross. I became convinced about what his heart was for our healing. Um, I became convinced about a lot of things. So um, that scripture in Romans said, you know, it, he was fully persuaded. And I became fully persuaded about certain things that I hadn't really understood before. And I really shifted my position on healing during that time from, eh, God can heal if he wants to, but he doesn't really want to, to, I absolutely know that God has provided for everybody's healing and it is a settled, done deal, finished. His decision is yes and my, my um, job is to agree with that. End of story, nothing else to say. Um, so that was a massive shift for me because I shifted from standing on this side, not really believing God, and now I stand on God's side, believing Him. It doesn't mean to say any more people get healed necessarily. It doesn't mean, therefore, I've seen hundreds of people healed. What it means is I have changed my mind about what I think about healing. I can guarantee you that if you stand believing that God doesn't really want to heal, God probably won't heal, and uh, God isn't really into healing, then probably you're not going to see people healed. The likelihood is you're not going to see people healed. But I do believe if you stand on the sense of this is who God is, I know who he is, I know what he's done, what he's done, I know that includes healing and that's his heart, I think you're in a position to see more people healed than being on the other side. So I would say one of the big shifts for me during that time was I shifted from being away from God on healing to agreeing with him on healing. There's a lot of other things uh, I learned. There's a lot of extremes of being against medicine that I would not agree with now, um, but that was my journey. Um, so there's a lot of people, a lot of Christian groups who don't agree with medicine, don't agree with doctors, demonize medicine and doctors. Um, I can tell you all about it, but I don't want to waste my breath doing that. Um, so I walked through that and in that for, for some time and I don't agree with that anymore and I can tell you why I do and I don't agree with that. But just so that you guys know, my experience was for a number of years, no medicine, no doctors, no drugs, no anything. Getting people out of hospital, not, not seeking any help for any. So I've seen all that and I know what that looks like. Um, and um, I think it's taken me a while of getting back uh, out, out of that ministry to even dare to take a painkiller. So it took me probably a year to dare to take a painkiller, <laughs> which probably sounds ridiculous. Um, I would rather never take a painkiller in my life. I think we can live without taking painkillers. Um, but I would say that my stance now is God is the healer. He has absolutely provided for our healing. Um, but taking a painkiller doesn't affect whether you get healed or not. It's not an issue of whether you, you know, a faith, it's not a faith issue or not. And sometimes I think um, I would have shifted from, my shift has been from thinking medicine is God's gift to mankind and his way of healing to it absolutely isn't anything to do with, with God and his way of healing to I would now say that I stand in a position of it is, it is his mercy. 
So the system of healing of modern medicine is, is a part of God's mercy. It's not his intended way of our healing. I don't think God sat up in heaven and thought, oh, I've got this great idea. Um, let's let, let's um, give them this drug which will, um, you know, treat one thing but give them another disease. I don't think that's God's perfect way of healing. Uh, I don't think that, you know, that, that God had this idea that we would, you know, use certain treatments and some people die from that treatment. That's not God's, that's not, that's not God's operation. God doesn't, that's not how God does it. That's man's operation, that's man's wisdom, and that's man, a man who was created in the image of God. It is man's ability to think and create and, and to do science and to work out how disease is, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I still wouldn't see medicine as God's primary purpose and plan for our healing. I would see it as man's flawed system of healing, and it is very flawed. It's very good, but it's certainly not a perfect system of healing. And I would now say, my stance is that in God's mercy we can use that system. So I'm not completely against medicine, which I was a number of years ago. So I'm on this journey, but as part of that journey, I think I have convinced myself about healing, which is why I'm going to tell you about healing when I finally get round to it. So that's just a little bit of background. That's my a bit of my story. My story continues, and uh, so it, our stories never really end, and we go from glory to glory and revelation to revelation. And I think even even sometimes the things that you walk in that you look back and think uh, I don't agree with that at all. It's not all bad. You you know you learn stuff, and it, it's still of of benefit and. And God does work all things for good. And I think, you know, I don't look back and regret at all. I think um, it's been very interesting to have been with a group of people who have completely trusted God for healing. You learn a massive amount about um, sickness, about the way we respond to sickness, about the way that we love sickness, many of us. And um, one of the great advantages of never using the doctor is you begin to very quickly hate sickness and you don't enjoy anything about sickness. Um, the problem for many of us is, is some of us enjoy sickness because somebody puts us to bed and puts us, wraps us up and gives us our favorite food to eat and actually we don't mind being sick for a while. And So we have this relationship with sickness that is quite interesting and we'll talk about that again. So, so it's a fascinating journey for me. I loved my time in Malaysia. I love what I was taught. I love the faith. I love the you know, I love the standing on the Word of God. Um, I don't love the extreme, and I don't believe that medicine is a demonic system created by the devil um, to send us all to hell. So uh, I believe it is a system of man's, man's making within the wisdom that God has given him to understand science. And um, it's good, but it's not God as such. It's not, um, it's not the healing that we can receive from God so um, that's that that's my story and next time we will talk about healing Promise. thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast for further information check out www.idestiny.org.uk